Hometown, created by Aubrey and Ashlyn Seibert. Hello and welcome to this, the very first episode of Hometown. I'm Kira, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Today, I have our very first interview for you with Elisa, a history teacher at a middle school here in town. I really enjoyed talking to Elisa. She's one of the bubbliest people I've ever met. I found her story to be very touching, and I hope you enjoy hearing it from her as much as I did. All right, I'm recording now. Awesome. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Elisa. Uh, what else do I say? How long have you lived here? Oh, pretty much my whole life. I was born here, and I've never been away for more than a couple of months on trips and such. I love traveling. I don't think anyone expected me to stay here in small town USA. I enjoy seeing everywhere else so much. But I couldn't imagine ever moving away. Don't you feel the same? I guess so. It's just such a nice place to come back to. I never feel like I'm tied up here, just like I have a soft place to land. Is there anything else I should say about myself? You can talk about whatever you'd like. Okay. Well, I'm just a bit over 30, just a tiny bit, which is crazy. Where does the time go? I'm not married, probably not gonna happen at this point. My mom always says there's simply no person who can pull me out of the clouds long enough to get a ring on my finger. I think that's her roundabout way of saying I have commitment issues, <laughs> but I just don't like being tied down. And if I was to get married and then have kids, well, but I do like kids a lot. I'm actually a teacher, but still. What do you teach? Sixth grade history. I always wanted to teach history since I was in high school, but I knew I didn't want to work with high schoolers or any kids too old. I've always loved little kids, but I just wanted to teach history, not everything like elementary school teachers have to do. It took a couple of years of having to also teach classes like health and some other grades of history, but I got into the position I dreamed of and I've stayed there ever since. And I love teaching. I love the kids. I love the subject. I love getting some time off every summer to go on adventures. And I love the people I work with too. Several of the other teachers in me who started about the same time have a little lunch club. We meet up during breaks with whoever's in town. You said you grew up here? Yes, born and raised. What was your childhood like here? Oh, goodness, let me think. I had a very happy childhood. We had that classic American house with a big yard and it was just my parents, my brother and me. We would play with all of the kids in the neighborhood and my mom would take us to play at the park almost every weekend. There was one close enough to walk to from our house and I still drive by it sometimes. It's changed a lot, of course, which isn't a bad thing, but it made me a little sad to see them take out slides and everything I grew up playing on. They still have a swing set though, and that was always my favorite. Even when I was in high school, I would walk down to the park and sit on the swing set with a date or just a friend and watch the sunset. I met my best friend at that park, actually. We were just little kids. I loved going to school here too. I mean, most of the time at least. I wasn't really a super studious kid or anything. 
I mean, I always loved history, of course, but mostly I just loved being around so many people. I was always very social. I got in trouble for talking too much in class, kind of a lot. <laughs> I had a lot of friends at school. No one cried more than me at graduation. I had to say goodbye to all those people I had grown up with, and who knew if we'd ever all end up in the same place again. I'm sure you can understand that feeling. You grew up here too. I can't say that my high school experience was quite the same as yours. Oh, I'm sure it couldn't have been that bad. I still get so happy when I see the people I went to school with around town. It's fun to see these people that I grew up with. I mean, I saw them when they were still elementary school kids, running around and climbing on the monkey bars during recess. And then you watch them go through all of their awkward phases in middle school, and all of their crushes, and terrible relationships in high school. And then ten years later, you run into them at the grocery store with their partners and beautiful kids. It's crazy to think that before too long, I'll probably be teaching history to some of the children of people who I graduated with. That's going to make me feel old. <laughs> but it's exciting. And of course, I love hearing about what people have done with their lives. Even most of the people who were kind of unorganized all through school now have these stable jobs and are really, really making something of themselves. It just makes me so happy to see. Um, does... Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Don't feel like you have to stick to some kind of script or anything. I just want to hear your perspectives. Alright. <laughs> um, you mentioned your best friend earlier? I was wondering if she still lives here. No, actually, that's kind of a funny story. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Alright, well, like I said before, we met at the playground near my house. We lived pretty near each other, and it was the summer before second grade. She'd moved here from a different state because of her dad's job. We didn't know each other before that day, but we just got along so well, and then we ended up in the same class that school year. After that, it was pretty much just sealed that we were best friends. We were always over at each other's houses, watching Disney movies, painting nails, making friendship bracelets, and all kinds of general shenanigans that little girls get up to. And we stayed friends through middle school as well, and in sixth grade we both went through some really hard things that brought us closer. She was like family to me. I told her everything. I'm a very social person, and I like having a lot of friends, but I'm also a rather private person. She was the only person who I really told things to. Summers were the best, of course. Long nights of sleepovers and braiding hair and whispering all night about the boys we liked and who all the other girls liked and don't you think so-and-so would be good with so-and-so? Long, hot days of trying to be like the cool high schoolers we saw on TV, laying out in the sun and then giving up after five minutes and splashing around in the pool. Running out to the ice cream truck when it drove by. It went on like that for seven years. And then... The bad news came. Her dad had to move again for work. When her parents told her, she ran all the way to my house to tell me and spent the night. We were both just crying and crying. We were in eighth grade at the time and we had so many big plans about starting high school together and suddenly all of that was taken from us. We'd be going to high schools across the country from each other. We promised each other all kinds of things that night. Promises about never forgetting a single moment of the last seven years and 
finding each other again someday. We knew we wouldn't be able to keep in touch. Long-distance phone calls would be too great a financial burden for our families, and we didn't grow up with email and texting. We woke up that next morning still hugging each other, and our parents let us stay home from school for a day. Those last few months, while her house sold and she packed up all of her things, it was so surreal. Nothing could stop the two of us from having fun together, but everything that we did came with the terror of wondering, is this the last time we'll do that? At first, it was only a few things that made me wonder that, but as the day she was going to move quickly approached, everything could have been the last. Going to our favorite ice cream place, swinging on the swing set in the park where we met. And our summer was cut short, too. Her moving date was right at the beginning of July. We only had June. We still had the friendship bracelets we made when we were in second grade. We didn't wear them, of course, but we kept them. The day before she moved away, we put on matching burn bracelets. Oh, bracelets that you put on by burning the ends together so they can't come off. And we cried more, of course. Saying goodbye to her, it was the worst day of my life up until that point. And I never did forget her. And I never had another friend like her, who things were just easy with. I wasn't lonely, I had lots of people around, but it just wasn't the same. Half of my heart was missing. Even into my 20s, I would think about her sometimes and wonder where she was and if she was married yet. And then on my 25th birthday, I got a notification on Facebook, a friend request. And it was her. I accepted and she messaged me asking if I remembered her, to which I said, of course. How could I ever forget? And then we got to talk on the phone, talking for the first time in over 10 years. And she told me that she saw the date and remembered it was my birthday, even after all these years. And she suddenly thought of looking me up on Facebook. We were both so excited to hear each other. It turned out she was living in Chicago. That same day, she invited me up to come visit her and we worked out the plans over the next few weeks. And then suddenly I was on a plane and then suddenly I was in an airport and then suddenly there was my best friend, now a beautiful woman, holding a sign with my name on it and I rushed to hug her and suddenly we were both crying. But this time, they weren't tears over all of the years we had lost, but tears over the joy of what we had found again. And I stayed with her for a week and it's almost as if no time had passed and we were still those two little girls growing up here. That wasn't the case, of course. We had a lot to catch up on. But she told me all about her career, all about the things that had happened in her family, who I was also close to, and then she showed me the city. It was the happiest week of my life. I'm pretty sure we both only got a total of 10 hours of sleep the whole week. Of course, the week went by much too fast, and before I knew it, I was back at home without her. But since then, there have been many visits back and forth, and we talk on the phone for hours. It's amazing to have my best friend back in my life. The first time she came back home, it was absolutely wonderful. We've revisited all of the places that we went together when we were young, even though some of them had changed into other businesses. The last evening she was here that week, we went to the park where we met, and we sat on the swing set, the one thing that hadn't changed in the whole park since the day we met. We sat there for hours, 
talking just a little, fingers interlaced, holding tightly, as if by holding tight enough, we could make the evening last forever. And we watched the sun go down over the noise of the children playing, and we watched as little kids made new friendships, some of which would perhaps last them a lifetime. And then we watched them leave the park, one by one, family by family, going home to where they would dream about all of the adventures they would have the next day. And still, we just sat there until darkness fell like a blanket and the stars came out to play in the sky. Thank you for listening to Hometown. Remember, don't be afraid to tell your story. Hometown is created by Aubrey and Ashlyn Seibert. Today's episode featured the voices of Aubrey Seibert as Kiera and Tara Santora as Eliza. Original music was composed by Jonathan Sandy. Find more of his work on Spotify under Jonathan Sandy. Graphic design by Hannah Perkins. Special thanks this week goes to Eliza Seibert for donating to our Indiegogo campaign. If you like our show and want to hear more as well as get some rad rewards, be sure to support us on Patreon, which helps us improve and make more of the show. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash cybertandcybert. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-e-i-b-e-r-t and s-e-i-b-e-r-t. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at HometownCast, and find transcripts and merch on our website at hometowncast.wordpress.com. You can also join our Discord community. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you for our next episode, Tom, on April 25th. And until then, don't be afraid to tell your story.